Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Queen's Stand Up Support Network Radio. Our purpose and intention is to create a non-judgment zone of support for the leaders and those working to be the change they want to see, where we increase our awareness regarding the experiences that manifest as we navigate through this adventure we call life. Increasing awareness allows us the opportunity to choose to align with the actions necessary to manifest the desired change. You give all of you every day working to live on purpose, and now we intend to give back to you by empowering you to tune into your souls. Let us pray. Almighty Divine Creator, as we grow from strength to strength, we give thanks for this day and the opportunity to expand our vibration as infinite choice makers. Thank you for showing us the way of healing. We are open to receive as we continue to align ourselves with peace. May our homes and hearts be forever filled and surrounded with happiness, healthiness, love, and forgiveness as we live in the present moment, our most powerful point of being. In the name of the Father, the Mother, and the Child. Amen. Mut Kanshu. Ashe. So let it be. healthy Sunday to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we talked about reinventing your career with Diane Huss, and she is the accidental career coach. You can check out that show by visiting queenstandup.com. It was a great show, and we had a lot of fun. Today, we are actually here to talk about teaching kids the power of positive thinking. It is such an important topic that could really transform their lives, because our thoughts are so very powerful. The thoughts we choose to follow impact the quality of our lives, and they shape our reality. Programming ourselves to think positively as an adult can be a painful process. If we don't develop this habit as a child, it's harder when we're an adult, because habits are challenging to break. Not impossible, 
so definitely challenging. Our guest host, Dr. Tracy L. Clayton, author of Abundant Kids Rock, is going to share with us her unique way of incorporating positive thinking into kids' lives every day. And she's done this amazing kids as well. Um, yeah, which actually they helped her to co-write this book. So this is awesome that we're having you on the show today. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having us today. I'm so excited to have you all today. And what are the names of you of your children? So I'm here with Justin and Nathan, and they're both 11 years old. Hi, Justin. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Great. Thank you. We're doing fine. Thank you for having us on your show. Oh, wonderful. We are honored to have you on the show today. You guys are actually the first kids that we've had on the show. That is so cool. We're so excited (laughs) to be here as a family. Yes, we are excited to have you all as a family. Wonderful. So my first question actually is going to be to Justin and Nathan. How is it working together as a family? What do you love about it the most? Um, What I really like about working as a family is that we all get to combine our ideas and we can work together to bring out the best in ourselves. Oh, wow. Who was that that said that? Was that Justin or Nathan? Oh, that was Justin. Justin. That's, I love that explanation. Working together, bringing your ideas together. That's a wonderful way to bond with one another. Yes. What about you, Nathan? Well, I feel like being a family means working together instead of just taking a shot out in the dark by yourself. And hmm. it's cool to have everyone around you because you can combine your ideas and show the world what you know. Mm, I love what you just said. Instead of taking the shot, taking a shot in the dark by yourself, you have a team with you, a built-in team. That is so true, and that is so important. That is so important. So, again, I, I want to ask you guys, um, well, Mom, Tracy, what's what's your favorite thing about working together as a family? Well, I love having collaborators and partners. And it was so fun for me when we started writing the book because I had been working on a different book about healthcare leadership for many, many years before because I do a lot of consulting trying to help leaders around the world to do better jobs of pulling people together and keeping people focused and whatnot. And so for many years I have been trying to write this leadership book on healthcare, and I was um, not getting it finished for, for a long, long time. And I stopped to write this book with my kids almost as a side project. And immediately when we started working together, just having other people to talk about it with and collaborate so that you didn't feel all alone was really, really helpful and the book writing went so incredibly fast. So in huge contrast to 
the, the other book that I've been trying to work on for years, this one, we were able to write the whole first draft in three weeks, which just was amazing and blew wow. me away. And then we spent the next three months or so editing it and getting it in final shape. But I think it just proves the point that when you're not alone, things go faster and uh, more easily, and it's just more fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And so not being alone is is one of the key things. Um, Having other people to generate ideas with. Um, I can't think, uh, you know, like to me, the, the, the amount of time that you guys are spending together doing something that you obviously are either you've grown to love doing or you, you've always loved doing, that's awesome. It's such a healthy habit to have. It's a great way to bond with your family and get to know one another on a deeper level. Like, it, it rocks on so many levels. So abundant kids rock for sure. <laughs> And, and what, what's that, Tracy? I just said we think so too. We agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in, I'm super inspired, and I have three of my favorite um, kids who are listening in today. Um, we have Journey, we have Jermaine, and we have Jaden. I'm sure Madison is going to be listening at some point as well. Um, Jusinia is going to be listening to shout out to all the kids out there. Um, my own other favorite kids, DJ and Corey. Um, what, who else do I want to shout? KB, I want to shout out. Like, these are just some of my faves. I have a lot of faves, but, you know, those are my tops and um, that I can think of right now. But all kids rock you know, essentially. So I just want to shout out to all of the kids out there. And I think that Justin and Nathan are a testament to the fact that you're never too young to teach or bring your gifts to the world. So if I give the kids out there nothing more to take away than that, you guys are the future. And you have so much to bring to the world. And sometimes we busy adults don't take enough time to celebrate you, you know, for the gifts that you bring and to show you how valuable those gifts are, but they are very valuable. And you just keep on cultivating your gifts, right, every day by studying the things that you love to do. And while some people may not give you credit today or they may not be giving you some of the attention that you seek about it today, that's okay. It's still important. And it first just has to be really important to you, you know. So um, just want to encourage all the kids out there to, to, to listen to Justin and Nathan's story and how they were able to bring their gifts to the world, and you can do the same thing. You all have wonderful gifts. Um, so Justin and Nathan, coming, let's, you know, I'm sure the kids would rather hear it from their peers, um, which are you guys. What would be one word of encouragement that you would like to give the kids out there today? Hi, this is Nathan. One word I'd like to show is the word fun because I feel like life is a very amazing game that is full of surprises and can be very, very fun. 
And that's what I believe. Mm, I love that. It's important to continue to having fun. We needed that too, us, us adults. You know, that's one of the things that we can get lost in work so much, but we have to have fun too. What's some, one way that you love to have fun, Nathan? Well, I like playing baseball a lot. Mm, okay. So I, it's a fun game because I get a lot of exercise and have many friends to play it with me. Nice. Nice. So do you play, how often do you play? Do you get the chance to play? Well, usually I play every spring. Okay. So I do play Okay, so you'll be you you're about to start playing now, right? Or you have have you started playing already? I haven't started playing yet. Okay, okay, because yeah, springtime just came upon us. So, awesome, awesome. And what position do you play when you play baseball? I play shortstop. Shortstop. All right. I know nothing about baseball, but um, that sounds like an important role. <laughs> awesome, awesome. What about you, Justin? Um, one word of encouragement I'd like to give kids is the word believe, because mm. you know, to be able to do anything, you have to believe in yourself and know that you can do it, and you can create what you, you can create your life, basically, so just, like, mm. believe in yourself, believe that you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You guys are so smart. Yes believe that's right I love that how do you how do you keep yourself in the mindset of believing Justin believing in your dream well even when I like thought that I was going to give up like I just told myself to keep going and like when I believed in myself like, all my worries went away, and I knew that there was nothing holding me back. I love that. How does it look when you believe in yourself? What does that look like for you, Justin? Um, what are some um, actions you take? Mm-hmm. It means, like, some actions I might take would be just to sit down and think about all the great things that I can do to mm. improve, like, who I am. Hmm. So wise. So you, you visualize all the awesome things you can do. Because mm-hmm. if you can see it in your mind, then you can actually create it. And I love how you said you can create your reality. The fact that you know that at 11 is awesome. You can create your reality. And how do you create your reality every day, Justin? What are you creating? Well, I'm creating the, like, the image of success. Like, I'm Hmm. thinking in my mind, like, what I'm going to be. And, like, Hmm. I I imagine myself succeeding. And we have this acronym, we have this acronym called ROCK, and basically mm-hmm. what it is, is it, like, it's the different steps you take to believe in yourself. Like, so, 
R is for reach and repeat, which means, like, think and say it. Like, know that you're going to, like, think of your goal and know you're going to complete it. And just say it out loud to yourself. I can do this. I can do this. O is for open yourself to the emotion and feel it. Like, along the way, you're not, it's not going to be all Susie Sunshine. Um, you're going to have, there's going to be some obstacles in your way that you're going to have to get around. And you just have to know that they're there and be aware of them. And C is create clear images in your mind. See it. So, like, like I said, like, create an image in your mind of succeeding. Like, know how it's going to be and know that you can do it. And keep taking action. Just do it. Like, keep working towards your goal and you just keep going and going and going. I love that acronym. That's so powerful. That is so powerful. Can you repeat it for us one more time? Reach and repeat was the R, right? Open yourself to the emotions and feel it. Create clear images in your mind to see it and keep taking action. Yes. I love that. So even though the obstacles come, because they're going to come. I like how you said that. Like, expect that. Like, Like, that's a part of the process. That helps you to build strength. But keep on pushing on, right? Keep reaching for it. No matter what, don't ever give up on your dreams or your goals right? Yeah. I think I that's really, that. I think that's really important because sometimes people think that because our family wrote a book about positive thinking that somehow we're positive all the time and everything is perfect in our lives, but we're human just like everybody else. And we have our own bad days or things that we bump up against or times that we feel sad or angry or whatever it is. And I think what we try to do is to recognize that when you hit those obstacles, that's normal and that's part of life. And we celebrate having lots of different feelings, but you don't have to stay stuck in a negative place for a long time. And that's the thing that I think people don't know, kids don't know, even adults have a hard time. And so that practice of the ROCK is taking the different steps, and we can talk about each of them in a little more detail if that's helpful, but taking those steps will help you from getting unstuck. Brilliant, Tracy. Absolutely. Very well said. Um, That's so important to honor the emotions and the feelings, right? They come, and they're, they're they're actually a part of the process that we go through. But like you said, not to stay stuck in them. So how, what are some ways that you, um, Tracy, help your kids not to stay stuck in an emotion that is not um, that a less desirable emotion, let's say that, like yeah. anger or fear or sadness? One of the things that we talk about in the book that we use all the time that helps our family is using something called affirmation cards. And so we have these little decks of cards that you can buy for this specific purpose, or you can make your own just on a little index card and drawing a colorful picture and putting a nice affirmation on there. And the affirmation is a statement about something really positive. So, for example, 
your affirmation could say, every day is a fresh start and I choose to make the most of my day. Or I always have more than enough of everything I need. Or I am loved. Or whatever you want to say. And sometimes when you're having a tough day, it can help to get those out and read them. And we actually leave the decks of cards sitting on our kitchen counter or kitchen table all the time. That's just where they live in our family. And so when we're having a tough day or when we notice that somebody in our family needs a little bit extra boost to remember to think a little more positively, we'll actually get out the cards and find a handful that are relevant to our situation to help us and just put them there and read them a few times a day in the morning at breakfast or at night before going to bed. And it really helps people remember to put a very purposeful thought in your head and to focus on that. And it helps you um, get that little boost that sometimes you don't always get when you're feeling stuck. Mm, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I love that idea of putting the cards out there on the table so you can see them as a reminder. Because when you're in that moment, right, sometimes you, you, can't, you don't want to have to search for it. it it's right there. The, the next letter is the one that really resonates with me a lot because I know that, you know, we can say affirmations, right? Um, I am worthy. I am confident. I am loved, right? We can say those things in our minds, and that's a great place to start. However, if we don't have the feeling connected to the affirmation, then our minds can be saying one thing, but our physiology, right, like our bodies can be feeling another way, and then so there's no coherence. So then, you know, it stops the action from, it stops us from actually acting the way that we're affirming, right? So we're saying, I am loved, but we may not be feeling the action of feeling love. So your O stands for, you know, opening up to the feeling, and I love that. I love that. So what are some ways that if if you're, you know, you want to affirm, right, because you're having a moment, you're feeling, let's let's take um, anger, right? Let's take anger because that's the one that can be the most um, intense. And let's take that. So let's say you're having a a moment of anger. How do you tap into a a higher feeling, a, a more desirable feeling from anger, Well, it's a great question, and I think that everyone needs to learn to recognize that anger is telling you something about yourself, right? Anger is saying somebody hurt my feelings, or I don't think that it's okay what just happened, right? And we don't want to tell people to just completely erase anger because anger helps us learn something really important about ourselves. But if you have anger... I think you need to stop and recognize what it is that happened, right? So what bothered me? What offended me? What hurt me? What feelings are are being stepped on at this moment or whatever? And then let yourself have a minute to feel the anger. But before you respond, because, you know, oftentimes when we're angry, we just lash out really quickly and say something mean or angry back to the other person, We need to remember to just stop, take a breath, relax, and then think more 
about what is it that you want in the outcome. So what outcome do you want from this person? So instead of saying, I'm so mad at you and you're so terrible too or whatever it is, it would be better to say the positive image of what we want to feel. So this is like I really want to have a relationship where we can respect each other. Let's think about how to do that. So you're almost starting with the positive state in mind that you want to get to and stating that first. And when you do that, it automatically begins to calm your emotions down or pull your emotions in the direction of that more positive situation. Brilliant. So we're not ignoring the feelings. We're exploring the feelings and, and trying to understand what's, what's created the feeling, right? Where is the feeling coming from? In yeah. essence, which is, okay, it's, yeah, it's an important part of the process. It's not just get over it. It's like, okay, what's going on here? What is this feeling telling me? Yeah, yes. and that's, we, that's, have saying, we have this thing sometimes about, you know, anger or even change, right? Like some kids and adults, you know, have a difficult time when things change and just managing that. And, you know, adults have a tendency to say, oh, just get over it or it'll be fine or whatever. And we want to force people to, quote, unquote, get over it. But what we really need to do is get through it. And the only way you get through it is by exploring that emotion. But I think the difference is you don't want to stay stuck in the emotion forever. You want to acknowledge it and honor that for yourself and then figure out how do you pull yourself to that positive future. And it usually means imagining, hey, what's the time I felt really positive about this person? Let me remember that and let's get back to that or What's the time I went through a change that was really hard? So Nathan actually Mm. has a great example that he could share about a time that he was really sad when um, our family was moving. And maybe he could tell that story just to give you a practical example. That would be awesome. Would you mind, Nathan? Yeah, sure, I'll do. You can just actually, you want to read the little story from the book? Yeah, uh, sure. about that. Okay. okay. I'll read my story. I moved from Colorado to Tennessee before the end of first grade, and I had to leave all my friends. Luckily, I made a great friend right away in the new first grade, but a year after, he moved away to Texas. In second grade, I made a new friend, but then the next year, he moved away to Florida. Then in third grade, I became friends with some twins, and right after, they moved back to Maine. I was sad after every friend left, but now I try to think about how cool it is to know people all around the country. Even though I don't see them anymore, I sometimes talk to them on the phone and still think of them as my friends. Because of this, I got really good at making friends. Now I have a lot of them. I changed my thinking to focus on the best part of my difficult situation, and I turned it into a good thing. Oh, that's such an amazing story, Nathan. Thank you for sharing. It is challenging to have to leave friends behind or when friends move away. But I love the point that you made when you said, you know what, hey, I decided to look at it as I now have friends all over the world 
And then some way that you cope with missing them is connecting with them via telephone or maybe even sometimes visiting them periodically. So that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yes, we love, wonderful. We love, we love that story because it really is about, you know, recognizing again the emotion, right, like feeling sad yes. or even mad that people had to move away, but then eventually finding a way to reframe that that makes the situation really kind of interesting. And the more you focus on that, the, the quicker you get to a state of feeling happier again and just more excited about this change that actually turned into something good for yourself. Yes, yes. So you don't focus on it as being a loss because I think that's what really um, brings about the negativity in emotions is we feel like we're losing something you know, something's being taken away, uh, and, and sometimes things are changing, right? Things are shifting, but we can always take away a lesson or a friendship, right, that we can hold on to forever. We can always take away um, positive memories, you know, that we've experienced through it, so... That's what I got from your story is that instead of looking at it as a loss, you looked at it as an opportunity, you know, to expand your reality because now you have friends all over the world and, you know, you have a way to communicate with people. You have people now that you can call on the phone and chat with. So that's a, you shifted from the negative thinking to the positive But you also, what was really huge, which is what your mom is pointing out, is you allowed yourself to feel the feelings, explore the feelings. You you, you didn't judge yourself for having the feelings, right? There's nothing wrong with feeling sad or feeling angry or feeling frustrated. You know, it's not, we still love ourselves when we have those feelings. But what we do do is we take the time to explore why we're feeling that because as your mom is pointing out, and you guys know, is that the feelings are messengers. They're guides. They're trying to tell us something, you know. And so we, it's important that we take the time to explore them. And I think it's important that we practice radical acceptance, right, unconditionally accepting what we're feeling at the moment and then, you know, exploring it, and then trying to, at some point, get to a better, a better feeling place and doing so in a safe space, right, in a place where you feel like it's safe to do that. Because sometimes, I wanna, and I want to ask you guys, have you ever felt like there was a, a point where it, it was not okay to explore your feelings, that you were not in a safe enough place to do that? I can't think of something that comes to mind for us about that particular situation, but, you know, okay. I would say every once in a while there might be other people who don't know how to help you explore your emotions. So maybe being around angry people would be a situation like that. So sometimes if you find yourself around people who are very negative all the time or who are very angry all the time, that's probably a situation that's 
doesn't feel safe to explore your feelings. And that can be really tough. It can be. What do you do in a circumstance like that, Tracy? What would you recommend? Mm -hmm. I think that happens, we have to sort of help realize that our, our words create our world. So okay. when people are very negative or very angry, it can make it very difficult to be around. So on the, on the simple version of dealing with that, it might be, let's say, kids have a friend at school. Well, maybe they need to just stop hanging around that friend, right? But if okay. it's something more difficult, like let's say you have someone in your family or someone that you see every day or, you know, someone that you really can't necessarily get away from that easily, but they're very stressed and having a hard time, we can teach them a little bit about these abundance practices. And we actually have a chapter in our book that's called Focus on What You Want, Not on What You Don't Want. So let me explain this for a minute, and then Justin has a little story that he can probably share to help you understand it better. The idea is that when we're upset or negative or around negative people, what we find ourselves doing is focusing on all the bad. And unfortunately, the more you focus on the difficult things, the more those difficult things seem to keep going. And so what you have to do is find a way in your mind to change around what it is that you want the outcome to be, right? So focusing on the thing that you want and how to create that rather than saying the negative situation that you don't want and how horrible it is because we all love to talk about and complain about things that are bugging us. So Justin has a little story that might help you see how he was able to turn around, you know, something he was very upset with. Okay. Thank you, Justin. Here's an example about focusing on what you want. If it's cold outside and you want to be warm, don't say, I hate cold. I don't want to be cold. I wish I weren't so cold. If you do, then the world hears you talking about cold, cold, cold. So it brings you more cold. Instead, you should say, I want to be warm, and I am bringing warm to me right now. I will be warm. Then the world will bring warm. It really works. One day this winter, I was really mad at the bad weather while walking to the bus. I had a coat on, but the wind was making me so cold. I was yelling and stopping my feet, saying, I hate this cold. My mom reminded me to focus on what I wanted, not what I didn't want. At first, I didn't want to try it, but then I started thinking about being wrapped up on the couch in a warm blanket. It really worked. In less than one minute, you know, quite so cold, and I was even smiling by the time I got to the bus. It helps me to remember how I can control how I feel. Oh, wow. I love that. You said it helps you to remember I can control how I feel. I love that. And I love that you shifted your thinking to a warmer place. So you can choose with your mind where you're placing your thoughts, and that can impact your body and your state of being at the moment. I love that so much, Justin, because, you know, when people are cold, what do they normally do with, it, with their bodies? Well, they usually, you know? think, they usually think, I'm so cold. I don't want to be cold. I really wish I wasn't out here in this cold. 
And basically, everything here them talking about what they hate about cold, and they're talking about cold, and it brings them just more and more cold. But if you want to warm yourself up, you can, like, think, think about warmth. Like, you mm-hmm. can say, I will be warm. I am bringing warmth to me right now. And Absolutely. And you know why that happens, too? Because when you are saying to yourself, I'm cold, I'm cold, like you just said, you're sending those messages to your entire body, right? So your body begins to um, close up, right? Sometimes you you scrunch your shoulders, you're trying to keep, you're trying to hold your body all together, you know, you may put your head down, and you start to close off all of your blood flow. You start to close off your circulation. You slow it down. And when you do that, when you slow down your circulation, then the blood flow, the blood is not getting to the rest of your body. And that's what's actually causing you to feel even colder because you're, you know, pulling everything in together. You're, you're bringing your chin to your chest probably. You're squeezing your shoulders in. So your blood can't circulate well. And then you get, start to get cold. So when you relax, you know, and you start telling your body, you know what, let me think about a warmer place and a warmer time. Your body relaxes, your blood flows, and you do actually get warmer. So that's a really cool story. I love it so much. Um, I want to take a break for a moment, guys. We're going to go and listen to my mom. She's going to share her wisdom with us um, on teaching kids the power of positive thinking. Uh, you guys don't know, but my mom and I work together Uh, with a daycare my mom built and um, she retired a few years ago but we worked with kids all the time and um, it was one of some of the best years of our lives is just working with the kids at Sam's place and we often had to teach the kids how to think positively so I'm excited to hear her wisdom about it so just give us a moment and we'll we're going to listen to Miss Saunders moment of power and then we're going to come back and hear what you guys think about what she has to say. Stay tuned. Y'all know what time it is. Get ready for Miss Sandra's moment of power. Mama's on. She's chopping them tools. Mama's on. Better listen up and you'll grow. Teaching kids the power of positive thinking. Good morning, queens and kings. Children today really need to be taught the power of positive thinking because of all the fast-paced music, TV programs, neighborhood, and family situations that are going on. If we teach the children about all of the wonderful possibilities they can achieve along with showing them how to maintain positive thoughts, they can help themselves to live a stress-free life, always looking at the bright or a positive side of a situation. Just because something doesn't go your way the first or even the second time, that doesn't mean that you failed. It could very well mean that it was not for you or you might need to wait or re-examine the situation. Sometimes we are thinking too hard about something and might get frustrated because we cannot come up with the answer. But if we put that thought or project on hold, we are allowing our brain to relax and focus on happy thoughts. 
positive thoughts help them to realize we are different and beautiful in our own skins. And if we can be mindful about how we react, we can show them with positive reactions because they are watching us at all times. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8.10. Be blessed and happy Sunday to all. Wow. Thank you so much, Mom, for that message. Um, wonderful, wonderful message. Help kids help themselves. That's one of the things that I got from that. And I feel like, um, Tracy, that's one of the main things that you're doing with your kids is you're helping them to help themselves by teaching them this very, what I call is a, is a superpower. Choosing is a superpower. So you're helping them to choose and tap into their superpower of choosing. It's amazing. I, I agree with that so much. And I love that idea that your mom said about not thinking too hard. Sometimes we just mm. are so stressed in our lives because we're working hard and we're studying hard at school and we have activities and all kinds of things we have to deal with. And we have a saying in our book that abundance is a state of relaxation, not a state of stress. So mm. we like teach people how to do more relaxing. So sometimes when we have a stressful day or a stressful week, we have to just turn off all the electronics, shut down all the books, put away all the chores, if you will, and just get together. And we like to spend some time just doing a little meditation or, you know, listening to some peaceful music as a family. And when you're very busy, um, sometimes you're, you don't want to take the break and stop and do that healthy thing for yourself. But as soon as you do, in the first five or six minutes, you find your body starting to relax and it gets more peaceful and you just almost wake up in a whole different world after a little 20-minute break. And so we try to really practice that for ourselves too. That's awesome. Yes, I, I love that, that taking a break is a part of um, – allowing yourself to get back into a state of positive thinking, just relaxing the thoughts, right, to stop, you know, overthinking and analyzing things. It's a big one. It's a really big one. And the other thing, the other thing I think is really helpful is honestly connecting with nature. That's a big part of it, and just picking up the positive energy of being outside with nature. And I think the other thing is art. So being around mm -hmm. things that are or creating your own artistic uh, works of art. So in our book, we, we made the book uh, very colorful. So the book is printed in full color, and there's beautiful ribbons, you know, rainbow-colored ribbons flowing throughout the book, and every chapter has a different, you know, color at the top of the chapter. So we wanted people to be able to pick up the book and just feel like it was a beautiful piece of art as well as containing all this knowledge. And we have a really nice two-page spread in the book of 100 joyful words. And it's a very colorful page, which, mm -hmm. you know, if your listeners contact us through our website at AbundantKidsRock.com, we can send them a free copy of this two-page spread of the joyful words. But that's another way of kind of keeping yourself focused on 
things that are just relaxing for you is just being around beautiful images that, that help us stay positive as well. Yeah, I love that so much. I think um, being around images, um, you shift, you know, into a different state of consciousness, a different thought pattern. And art is a wonderful vehicle to help us to do that. And, you know, something that, this is a very simple idea, you know, to relax the thought, right, To, to shift into another medium of focus. It, it's a simple idea. You know, incorporating that as a habit is, is such a way to create wellness you know, in your everyday life, to just have that as a practice. Because things, solutions will come, you know. And often I, I think about, you know, when you're stressed, it's difficult to even think at all, you know, the, you, your body can't think, the mind can't think. So you're really not being helpful to yourself or the solution if you just continue to try to think, think, think. You know, it's more helpful to take a break from it and then come back to it. So doing some art is a great way to take a break. Um, go, doing some sports like uh, I think Justin, right, you do baseball, so going to play baseball is a great way of developing a solution so, or to relax your mind so that the solution can come to you, right, or the better state of being can come over you almost. You know, listening to some positive music is another way that you can shift. So I think that these are important, and I think that what's important that I'm hearing is that for us to understand that this is a part of developing the solution. So it's not like a lot of times if you if you step away from a problem or, you know, you put a pin in it, it can often feel like if you're a, a type A person who just has to get things done, it can feel like you're slacking, right? It can feel like you're ignoring something. But you're not. You're really creating space for the solution to come to you. So I think it's important for us to realize that, taking a break, right, going to do, having some fun, um, like Justin said, you know, practicing the beliefs, like Nathan said, like, you know, just reminding yourself, it's all going to work out, you know, everything is working out. Saying these things, doing these things are a part of developing a solution or, you know, getting ourselves back into a state of positivity, Yes, and we love what you said about the music because we love music as well. And in our book, we have a bunch of recommended songs and even albums that we use that are very positive and make us very happy. And so we like to talk about that. Do you guys want to share one of your favorite songs that you like from our list in the book here about just things you can listen to when you need to get sort of pumped up again? Um, this is Justin. One of my favorite songs is The Love Train by Kevmo. I like this song about not needing, like, it's saying, it's just saying everyone is part of one family and everyone should love each other and just be together as one. 
I love that so much. The love train. Is that what it's called? The love train? Yes. By Kevmo. Mm. By Kevmo. Awesome. And you know, I want that brings me to a point, Justin, that yeah, totally. Every we should love everyone, right? We should we should extend love. Um, but we can show love in different kinds of ways, right? We don't have to necessarily be around people to show them love. Um, and that's important, too, because when we start to think about people who maybe don't have habits of positive thinking and who don't make us feel safe to be around or to have our feelings around, we, it's, we don't have to love them up close. We can love them from a distance. And I think that that's an important part of um, your self-care and your ability to stay positive with your, um, with your thoughts is to make sure that you maintain your positivity by keeping yourself in a safe place. So if you've identified that someone is not in the habit of positive thinking, right, and you've done the very best that you can to help them to get to a place of positive thinking. And they are just not quite ready because sometimes we're not ready, right? Sometimes we're just not there. It's okay to say, you know what? I did my best. I shared with them what I know, and now I'm going to go and share my gifts someplace else, right? I'm going to let them be, and I'm going to trust that, you know, there's the same energy and the same power that is available to me that helps me to choose positive thinking will get to them too, you know. So I'm going to send them positive thoughts from a distance. That's important to maintain your own positive thinking and well-being. So I want to, yeah. That is so true. And we actually devoted a whole chapter in our book to complaining, grouching, and griping, we call it, dealing with negative people. And so it's really about how can you pull yourself out of the situation so that you can stay positive, but you can still send people good energy around what they need to do. And when you're feeling overly frustrated about all of that, listening to those positive songs or whatever it is that can help bring that positive energy back to you is great. And sometimes music is the very fastest way to get yourself into that positive emotional state. Absolutely. Nathan, what's one of your favorite songs? I like This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. This Is Me? Yeah, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite movies, and it reminds me of the lesson that you should not judge a book by its cover. It is the gift that inside a person. It's the gift that inside a person counts. So Nathan's talking about the movie The Greatest Showman. That's all about P.T. Barnum and how he started his whole situation of bringing together you know, people who were kind of disfigured or, you know, have some strange thing about their body or their appearance and bringing them together into a show where they could celebrate, you know, just their radical differences and not being afraid to just be who you are. And we love that movie so much. And there's a a song in that movie, if you haven't seen it, that's so uplifting 
that Nathan was talking about called This Is Me, about just celebrating who you are and all your wonderful form. Mm, I love that. It's important to celebrate who you are and to feel good about yourself and your uniqueness. Absolutely. What's the name of the movie again? It's called The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Awesome. And this is me. I'm going to have to put that on my to-watch list. It I is. love yes. favorite movies of all time. When we finished watching the movie in the theater, I just stood up and everyone was clapping, and I wanted to go immediately back in the theater and watch it again. I was so pumped up by the movie. It's definitely worth it. Mm, awesome, awesome, awesome. That's one of my go-to ways to help me to shift into a positive thinking um, is watching empowering and inspiring movies. Um, so that's awesome. Um, I actually have a whole cheat sheet of what I list things that I that helped me help me so that when I'm in a moment, like you guys have your cards on the table. When you're in the moment, sometimes you can't think, right? So I just have my list, and I'll just pick one of the things off my list. Um, I kind of have my list memorized now. So <laughs> after doing it for so long, now I'm like, okay, you know what this is. Time to switch gears. Let's go do something else, you know. So really, really cool. Thank you for that movie reference. Um, I have a friend who's listening, and she says that she's been trying to tell her kids you know, um, especially one of them in particular that has been struggling with being teased that she has to choose that, that, that um, what other people believe about you is not important, right? Basically that you have to cultivate your own safe space within yourself, right? Your own conversation of self-love basically inside of you. And, you know, it, it can be difficult to do sometimes if you're around people who are thinking negatively or who are being mean. Um, some people don't know that they're doing it. Some people they've adopted it as a part of their personality. You know, um, it's a habit that they have. And so how do you create a safe space within yourself when you're in, a, a, in negative situations and you have no choice, let's say? At, well, you always have a choice, but sometimes you're in a situation where you, you have to, your, your choice is in the work, but, you know, it still hasn't completely arrived into your reality yet, right? Like, say if you, you realize that you're someplace and you don't want to be there and you know you've made the choice that you're ready to leave, but you have to find your way. So in the meantime, while you're working to find your way, how do you cultivate that safe space within yourself? Yes, it's such a great question, and it is so hard to teach kids that. And I know because even just as a person, just as a person, we, I get stuck in that too every once in a while. But here's the trick that I use to help people get out of that and help myself. So for example, your friend is asking about how to help her child who, who might need to know more, I'm okay. Right? And that's very hard to tell yourself, especially if you've been criticized or targeted or you're feeling exposed for some reason, which happens to kids and teenagers all the time. But I think the easier way to get there 
rather than to just tell yourself, I'm okay, because sometimes we don't believe that at the moment, that I'm okay or that things are going to be okay. The different way to approach that is to actually take the focus off yourself and put the focus on other people. So, for example, if you went through a whole day just saying, where am I going to find joy, right? Let me just notice it. Or where can I go through the whole day and compliment everything I see and everyone I know where it's a genuine compliment? Even if you're saying it in your own mind, hey, I really like this about this person. Or to say it out loud to someone, hey, I really appreciate that about you. And spend a day almost like catching other people, being good or doing good. And if you do that, it's much easier for us Unfortunately, it's true, but it's much easier to focus on what's good about other people sometimes than what's good about ourselves. But the way we get back to ourselves is by spending that time focusing on other people, talking about all the good things, thinking about the good things, and you'll notice that at the end of a day of doing that or at the end of a week of just really practicing that, you'll actually start to feel happier and more energetic. And when we feel that way, it's easier then to accept ourselves and the belief comes back to us that we're okay. So it's almost like a little bit of a a roundabout way to get there, but it really does work because when you focus on other people and what they're doing well, it brings positive energy back to you. And when you do that, you can dissolve all the negative energy that you were trying to get rid of in the first place. And then it's easier to help yourself remember, you know what, I'm really okay. And that's how I would do it. I love that so much. And the reason I love that so much is because what came to mind is that when you are focusing on what people are doing wrong or the negative aspects of people, those thoughts are inside of you, right? You're, You're cultivating those thoughts inside of yourself. You're building energy around those thoughts inside of yourself. And as I believe it was um, Nathan who shared earlier when he was talking about his cold story, um, those thoughts are now that you're shaping because of what you're focusing on in other people are becoming, they're affecting the other parts of your body. They're affecting how your body feels. So by shifting instead to and it's it's sometimes a challenge to do, right? Like you have to be super conscious. You have to be super present in the moment. You have to really be paying attention, right? But if you focus on people are doing well, then now you're cultivating those good thoughts inside of you. And, you're, and so now your body is feeling better. I think that's brilliant. It is a roundabout way of doing it, but because – you're, in, you're surrounded by people and things. If you can choose where you're focusing on about those things, it can help to create that safe space within inside, inside of yourself. That's powerful. That's Thank you so, so much. True. Yeah, that's, that's so super powerful. So It can work I, for I, anybody, kids and adults too. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, we have to wrap up our show here today. We're really we're at the end of the hour. Um, where can our guests find you and your amazing family, Justin and Nathan, Tracy? 
You are so sweet to ask, and we would love to be found. And so we're always here to answer questions. You can find our book and more about us on our website, which is www.abundantkidsrocks.com. That's the title of our book. And it's also available on Amazon for anybody who wants that or the ebook as well. And we would love to hear from you. We have a contact form on our website, which is where I mentioned you can get that 100 Joyful Words page. So feel free to reach out or just tell us about the impact that this is having for you and how we can help other kids because that's really what we want to do. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Um, I also want to invite you guys to have a free wellness conversation with me by visiting www.creatingthehabitofwellness.com and clicking on coaching services. Let's talk wellness because that's what we're here to do. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, beautiful people. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be well. Today's show was such a blessing. Join us next Sunday, April 7th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we discuss the hidden power of vulnerability. Our guest host will be author Dean McFalls. To learn more about Dean, visit his website at www.deanmcfalls.com. Until next time and always, beautiful people, be blessed and queens, stand up. And I also want to take a moment and spend a, send a special shout out to Justin and Nathan for taking the time to come on to our show um, and being the first kids to come on to our show. You added such value to our show. Keep doing what you're doing. We are so proud of you and your um, push to bring your gifts to the world. Be well.